hey, hey, you, stop what you're doing, especially if you're sabotaging yourself. One of the most important projects you'll ever work on is getting out of your own freaking way. And guess what? I've got someone to help you with that. Rachel Wilson Thibodeau, my little big sister, award-winning speaker, digital marketing consultant, author, brand strategist, and not to mention she's an expert at wearing high heels because she's kind of height-challenged, if you know what I mean. But on the flip side, she sounds taller than she really is. Okay, I digress. Welcome to the project. Get out of your own way podcast with Rachel Wilson Tipido. Hey, 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 brilliant people. It is that time once again. It is time to work on getting out of your own freaking way. I am your host, Rachel Wilson Tipido. I want to say welcome to some of you and to others. Welcome back. Glad to be with you. Y'all are not ready. I often say that. Y'all really are not ready, but just try to get ready, okay? Get ready as, as best you can for this episode because I have another amazing guest to share with you. And before we jump into that, just a couple of things I want to, a couple of announcements. One, I want to make sure that you guys get your audio from the Project Get Out Your Own Way series. That is a four-part audio series, and I'm sharing a sample from that that you do not want to miss. So if you struggle with starting things but not finishing them, if you struggle with taking like any risk, getting out of your comfort zone, I, I could go on, but I think you, you get the idea, then you want this audio, and you can grab that either of two ways. You can get it via text by texting the word swag dash get out. Again, that's swag, S-W-A-G dash get out to 77948. 77948, all right? Or you can grab it via email. Some of you roll with email. So you can go to bit.ly forward slash get out 20. Again, that is www.bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash get out 20. Okay, so I told y'all I have an amazing guest and she is with us right now, Miss Bianca Robinson. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Well, I'm super excited to have you. And so th- th- this is this is what, what I do, Bianca. I start out, I like to start out with the most important question. I mean, th- this is going to set the tone for the entire episode. It, it is Super, super important. So, are you ready? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. And when I ask, you're going to be like, yes, that was the most important question you could ask. All right, so I happen to know you are a mother. I know you are a wife. I know you wear several hats. But, girlfriend, I just want to know, what is your favorite thing to do when the kids are not around, when hubby is not around, when it's just you? Like, what do you like to do? That's a good question. So, I'm a Libra. And so, um, I like 
to de-stress by watching TV series. I'm a series watcher, and so um, I make sure I watch my Netflix and my Hulu uh, and my Sling TV almost every day. And so um, in order for me to kind of de-stress and reprogram myself to get back into being somebody's mom and wife to turn off the business, I watch TV shows. So that's what I do. That's what I like to do. Okay, all right. I heard that, and I can appreciate watching TV because I, hey, I don't, I don't see a problem with watching some TV. I, I know there are people out there, Bianca. I'm sure you have come across those people as well that you know just don't watch any TV, and, and they think that is the the bane of all existence. But I like to watch some TV too. I'm good at TV, and I'm I'm scheduled to make seven figures this year, so I don't think TV is a problem. See, that's what I'm talking about. TV. So, you know, people say, you know, TV is a distraction, and, you know, it's just a hobby of what I like to do. I like my TV shows, whether they're the ratchet ones, the educational ones, the business <laughs> ones. You know, I like a plethora of all of them, and I'm scheduled to make seven figures this year, so, yeah. I, I heard that. Okay. All right. And anyone, I just want to say anyone who uses the term plethora is, is good people. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> so let me share a little about Bianca, and then we're going to hear much more from her. She is not only a business consultant, she is a business architect. I, I like that. When corporations and entrepreneurs want to cement the foundations of their businesses, develop profitable processes, and build cohesion across their brands, they turn to her. She is all facts and no fluff. She cuts the small talk and gets right to the money. She teaches her clients how to develop simple processes in their business that will increase productivity and profit. Guys, those are two P's that really go together, productivity and profit, all right? But that's not all. She also shares her personal seven-year journey through full-time entrepreneurship with her clients. And as an MBA graduate, seasoned business consultant, award-winning international business strategist, and project manager, Bianca's experience comes right from the source. Before launching her own business, she was a business and project manager at an energy engineering firm and have worked for major corporations such as ComEd, University of Illinois, Cook County Government, Mercedes-Benz, and BMW, just, just to name a few. And she serves clients globally, including Paris, Nigeria, London, Jamaica, Kuwait, and Dominican Republic. Public. Now, that's, that's still not an all-inclusive list, you guys. So she is now the CEO of Caden K Consulting, an operational management firm and president of the Bianca Experience, her lifestyle brand. And let me just say that I connected with Bianca on Instagram, where I connect with a number of people, as well as on Facebook, on LinkedIn, but I, I hang out the most on Instagram. And full disclosure, I've been following Bianca for some time. Um, I have purchased several of Bianca's products, and so some of you, sometimes you want to know who does the coach go to, who does the consultant go to, who is coaching the coach, who is consulting the consultant. So this is someone who I have worked with and have heard from 
or learn from, let me say that. So definitely somebody you all need to hear from. That, that's those of you who have not already heard from her or are familiar with her. So it's time <laughs> that you get to know her. So Bianca, this, this is where I want to start because, and you are also a podcast host. So I heard on a recent podcast and, and this, like a number of things, you know, I've gotten from you, super inspiring, that you have a word, and, and a number of people do this, they have like a word of the year, a, a, a central word that they focus on for the year. And your word for 2020 is audacity. Now, that's not just a word, you know, you just come by, you just hear about all the time. Tell us why audacity is your word for the year. Audacity is one of my favorite words. And so I'm on this kind of a favorite word every single month that I get, and I use it in my vocabulary, and it just becomes a part of my day-to-day uh, conversation. But audacity um, is my word of the year. So I just feel like I have the audacity to be great at everything that I touch, and I have the audacity to be a great mom, a great wife, a great, great business coach, a great coach. I am also a college professor. So I have the audacity to do whatever I want to touch. And I'm going to be great at it. And I think that we don't, we don't speak highly of ourselves. We've been taught to be humble. And in our mind, humble means to throw our accomplishments under the rug and not to speak highly of ourselves. And I was never taught that lesson as a child. And so that's not a part of me normal <laughs> vocabulary. My mama told me to be the best that I can be and scream into the mountaintops and be your own yeah. because you are for mm-hmm. you. So I've never been taught that. Um, but, in business, I've learned being an entrepreneur that most people are not, you know, taught that. So I want people to have the audacity for 2020. Just walk into your greatness and be who you desire to be. And that can change every single day. You might not like who you were yesterday. You want to be somebody different. You might want to be better tomorrow. You might like your hair curly today or straight the next day. You have the audacity to change it because it's your life and you design it how you want to. So, yeah, 2020 and this audacity, I'm, I'm all for it. I am all for it, too. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I like that you said you can design the kind of life you want. I, I think sometimes that gets lost. You can be intentional in what you're doing. Things don't just have to happen to you, right? Yeah, and I'm really big on, you know, speaking it in daily affirmations and, you know, walking as if it is, speaking as if it is so, and, you know, just positive energy and positive vibes and speaking nothing but greatness and even when it looks bad to make the glass half full and not have empty. So there's a lot that goes with making the decision to be positive and making the decision to be the person that you envision, you know, in your dreams and in your notebook. And it's a it's an everyday right. journey and it's easy to be negative. It doesn't it doesn't require any effort. But happiness and positivity it exerts a lot of effort, but I'm dedicated to that movement for twenty twenty. Right, right. So I, I love a, a great backstory, and your backstory, your story is one of the things, one of the main things that got my attention and attracted me to, to you, and I want you to share some of your journey <laughs> to get to where you are now, to get to someone, a, a business owner on track uh, for generating seven figures, because it was not always easy, and Speaking of getting in your own way, you encounter some things 
that was not just about getting in your way. I mean, because the, they were not self-imposed things. I mean, the, the whole concept of getting in your own way, it's typically we create these problems and these challenges. We get in our own way. But you have had some things happen that you had no control over, and you still did not allow those things to keep you stuck or keep you safe for that matter. So share with us some of, of that journey and, and how you have navigated all that. So um, I think if we go back like maybe like two years, I have a two-year-old um, son and a seven-year-old daughter. So my two-year-old son, um, he had multiple brain surgeries um, a couple of years ago and last year too. Was, so um, it kind of, made me shift the focus of my business. Me being a project manager and consultant, we trade time um, for money. And so I still had to be on, even though, you know, we lived in the hospital, me and my husband, for the entire Q4 of 2017. So having to always be wow. on um, and still have to perform and still have to show up, like I didn't have a plan B. And I had just got a major contract, like, a week my son went to um, the hospital and had brain surgery. And so, like, they didn't even know that we were living in a hospital until maybe, like, that January. So I just really had to, you know, I said, if you were both, both up, if you're going to sink or swim. And so I think that I was in so much pain that year. I learned how to turn my pain into profitable, even though my personal life was messed up, my business was great because I wasn't sleeping. I was on no-dose and I was hey, drinking coffee and I was up, you know, mm. 28 hours no sleep. So, you know, being in a hospital really helped me to switch my business models to only now doing 90% of products and 10% services because I had to do services. I had to fly to town. I had to stop speaking engagement during that time. So I was flying back and forth from the hospital to speaking engagement, going back. So, it was just a lot at that time, but I definitely believe it was it was supposed to happen that way. Because now, I mean, it's nothing that I feel like I can't do if I succeeded during that time and that period. You know, this four years prior to that, my husband had brain surgery, so he was off work now. Months no pay. Uh, okay, Bianca, stop, stop just right there, because I want to make sure people don't miss what you said. You you said your son had brain surgery and your husband had brain surgery. Yes. Okay. That's All right, go on. My husband, my husband had brain surgery. No, like maybe five years because I decided to quit my job. And he was like, oh, I'm going to support you. You know, I can't support the Bianca lifestyle of the live and stuff that you like. But, you know, I got IDs. You don't have to worry about you know, a roof and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. we talked about that on a Friday. Um, that Monday, he ended up having to have emergency brain surgery. He was off work now, but okay. So this little business that Whew. started just to support my shoes and clothes and just, you know, the stuff that I like, it has to pay a whole mortgage and car note and all that stuff. So having to go for that and work nine months of just building my business and paying all the bills that I was unexpectedly um, has a pay kind of shifted that and then my son, you know, having brain surgery too and having to work in that environment too, kind of just, you know, propel this beast of a person that I am. You know, now I didn't plan all, I didn't plan, you know, to be this. I just wanted a little side hustle, you know, to just do some extra stuff that I like and be a mom yeah. to my daughter, but it kind of turned into this mega business that 
we have today. But, yeah, it's been a lot. But I'm definitely thankful for all the trials and tribulations that, you know, you ain't thankful till you come out of it. When you win, you're like, oh, my God. But you don't be thankful oh, yeah. you come out of it. So, yeah, it, it, it's been rough, but it's been a blessing, too. Wow. Okay, so you, you said a lot there. And one one thing I take from that, and I, I want some of my ladies to take from that, my, my moms out there and, and married ladies, no, excuse me, single ladies in particular, because what, what I hear, and Bianca, I don't know if you have heard this before, I, I suspect possibly so, sometimes single ladies are like, well, you know, it's easy for you married women to start businesses and for you to, to do all these things and write books and, and, you know, essentially follow your dreams because you have someone to support you. You have someone to, you know, hold up the, the fort and, you know, things are not not looking right. If, if the money is funny or if your money is funny as, as you know, being a woman – uh, woman business, female business owner, you know, you have support, you have a husband, but your husband had surgery and was off work for nine months. And so it's just a reminder that that's still no guarantee. That still doesn't mean just because you have a mate that everything is a-okay. And some people have mates that don't support it. So just, I know a lot of my clients who are married. And their husband do not support them. So, yeah, they have a husband that you think supports, but they don't. Like, he's not paying that extra bills that they want half or 70 30 or whatever. Like, they still have to come up with that. So, outside looking in, it seems as if we have these husbands, husbands that support. But, you know, a lot of my clients, they don't. And so, you make that assumption, they're in the same boat as you. It's just they have somebody living with them, but they still got to come up with they have or they 70, 30, or whatever the case might be. And so outside looking in, it's easy uh, to say that, but we don't know what goes on in these uh, other people's houses. So I, I don't think that's a good um, defense mechanism for you to slap off to say, like, well, she has a husband, so she has somebody helping her so she can do it. I think that's an excuse. Excuses are tools used about a week, but you got to put the narrative. Right. Absolutely. So obviously, you you have been able to <laughs> push through a lot in in terms of challenges, adversity. What would you say has really driven you to do that? Is that just you? Is that just who Bianca is? That you know, do you have a why? You know, we hear that a lot. What is your why? I mean, it sometimes can be more of a soundbite. But I, I'm I'm asking, what what is it that really made you? keep going because again with some other people uh, dealing with either one surgery whether it was the husband whether it was the child i mean that would have been enough to, for them to just give up for them to say okay this this is not meant to be i, I can't do it well it's me what what was it that, that made you keep going i think when god gives you that vision and you can just taste it and touch it and you just so close to it and i I think that was it. Like most people say, well, my why is generational wealth. I think that's bullshit because when you first get started, generational wealth is not a thing. You're just trying to make enough to sustain, and now you make enough to sustain, and now you want a little lavish lifestyle, and now you have a lavish lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, now it's to help others, and now if you can help others, then generational wealth uh, kicks in. And so I think that why uh, changes 
Um, as you change, as your bag and your money is different, as your experience and knowledge is different, you know, the why changes. But my why at first was I wanted to be a mother to my daughter and not just a woman with kids. And so I speak about this a lot. If women get so mad, but if you work it from sunup to sundown, like who's raising, you know, your kids? Like, and I didn't want that. Like my mom yeah. was an excellent mom and she was a great mom and still is a great mom. But she worked so much that my grandma, you know, raised me financially. She was there. I had everything under the sun, but just that emotional and just physical connection, you know, I didn't have. But that's because she worked a lot. So I just knew that when I had my daughter, I wanted to be able to go on all the field trips and pay for them. And I wanted to have everything that I wanted. So my why at first was I just wanted to be at home with my daughter and make enough money to support the little stuff that I liked. So that was my why at first. But as I started to, you know, do more business and have more impact and make more income, it changed. But my overall why was when I was going through that was, I mean, I had the vision and all I had to do was just follow the plan that God gave me. And so I understood that it would be trials and tribulations, but I know it was going to be like that. <laughs> right. I didn't know I had to do all that, but yeah, I stayed true to the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've touched on this a little already and I know you like me you work with a lot of women in your experience how do women in particular and I you know I always say it's not that I I don't believe men get in their own way they they do I think it, it tends to be different though but in your experience and working with a, a number of women how would you say women tend to get in their own way and, and sabotage their success? I think that's a good question. Um, I think that a lot of times us women, we're givers. And so we'll give you the yeah. shirt, you know, off our back, even though we work 90 hours to get it. If you want it, you know, you can have it. And so I think that we put other people's needs um, before ours. And I tell my clients all the time, I'll come first, even though I'm somebody's mom and somebody's wife and somebody's sister and all of that. Like, I come first. Like, if I'm not good how can I expect other people around me to be good? So my cup is for me, and what spills over is for everybody else. I operate on full, not on half a charge. So since I operate on full, I'm able to do more. And so I feel like we put, you know, our kids need first and our husband needs first. And you can do all of that and still do what you want to do. Yeah, you might have to work some late nights, early mornings. There might be some extra sacrifices, but... I believe that it's all of our time, and I don't have to make sure my kids are in a certain situation for me to do it. I don't have to make sure my house is in a certain situation for me to do it. Like, we don't do all of this hands-on. So is it more stress? Yes. Is it more, you know, hands-on deck? Yes. Like, but I believe that I can get everything that I want and my family be in a good spot. So it's just that, working that extra and not going without to give somebody else another piece of you. You need all your pieces to operate accordingly. I, I agree. <laughs> so something else I know you you have talked about, and I, I'm big on embracing imperfection. I, I know there are a lot of people that really seek perfection, but sometimes to their detriment. What, what do you say to that person that, that's constantly trying to make things perfect and they they are not moving forward in building their business building their brand being more visible I mean essentially going after what they want because the the shit is just not perfect 
Um, I think for me, I always say perfect Patty is gross. Like, she don't have no money. She hasn't done anything. She got the best notebook. Okay, well, hold up. Hold up, Bianca Robson. You can't just drop that and just keep going. Yeah. You said perfect Patty is broke. Has broke. She's almost broke and temporary. Poor is a mindset. She's almost poor. Right. Right. You know, it has to be perfect and I tell people all the time perfect comes through execution like you have to try it and keep trying and trying until you perfect it and I uh, heard a statement say like you do stuff over and over again not so that you get it right but so you won't get it wrong like I'm on that like once I get it right now let me keep doing it so I don't get it wrong but you get that through doing and so Perfect Patty is broke, you know, I'm that get shit done Susan. You know, we just out here just jumping off, trying to see how it works, trying to see how it fits. Yeah. And then we go back yeah. to the drawing board. I believe in selling fast, you know, like let me go out here, figure it out, go back to the drawing board, lick my wounds, you know, get it back together. So yeah, I don't perfect Patty should just she shouldn't exist and she doesn't exist. You know, perfection is in the eyes of the beholder and you don't buy your products and services. So Perfect for you will never happen. If it's good enough for me and I buy it, let that be. Mm, okay. All right. I, I heard that. <laughs> so tell us more about how Kate and K Consulting has evolved. I mean, because you, you've been in business seven years or so. I mean, a lot can happen in a business over that time. And I, I'm sure it doesn't look exactly the way it looked seven years ago. So how, how has, has your business evolved over time? So I tell people all the time, the business that you start doesn't have to be the business that you keep. Uh, whatever your why is why you start your business, it will change. And so uh, when I quit my job as a business and project manager of an engineer firm, I didn't start doing uh, business consulting like I do now because I was a 23, 24-year-old girl. So to go into these corporations and tell them, your business infrastructure sucks and you're not in alignment, you know, with the business model. They're looking at me like, you still wet behind the ears. So I had to kind of build right. up to that. And so my first business that I started uh, was Katie K Financials, and we were bookkeeping. And I hate bookkeeping with a passion. Um, mm. but I'm, I'm really good at it. It was my skill set. And it's what I, the, what I left on my job. And so the reason why I got all of these corporate contracts when I left my job is because I was working on this major project, and when I left, all of the companies ended up finding me on LinkedIn, and it was like, we need you to continue to do it. So the corporations, the ComEd, NYPA, BMW, how I got those was I worked with them at my job, and when I quit, they found me, and so I still work um, on a lot of those projects now, but bookkeeping was my first. And then I was like, oh, I, don't I hate bookkeeping. I don't want to be known for bookkeeping, so I stayed out of that and then career development. So I became a six-figure job lady. Like, she could be a resume and help you with a six-figure job. So I get tired of trying to make, you know, $8 McDonald workers look like $60,000 sushi. <laughs> even though I could do it. I could do it. But it was hard, you know, to charge. You just look a little magic. <laughs> yeah, you got to use your imagination and creative thinking and interpersonal communication skills just, you know, came in handy. But I was doing it, and I was good at it, but I wasn't charging accordingly because I don't. I can't charge somebody a thousand dollars to do a resume when I know they only make seven, eight dollars an hour. Like it just wasn't in me uh, to charge what I was worth 
for resumes and I was putting all my all into it and I wasn't making any money. So I was just like, Ooh, I don't want to do this anymore. But in the background, I was still working these projects. So mm-hmm. I just kind of phased out of that. So one thing I tell my clients is know when to phase in and phase out. Like have a plan. A lot of times we get stuck doing stuff that we haven't uh, quite. Okay, you were talking about how your business has evolved. Right. So let's keep it with first and then I phased that out. Um, and then career development was next, and then I phased that out. But I've always been, I've always done business consulting um, and coaching in the background. I've run a couple programs. Um, I still, I'm corporate first, so I've had a lot of corporate clients um, before I even kind of transitioned to the online space. So when I transitioned out of bookkeeping, then career development, then I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to do business consulting just full-fledged on. So I've been in business almost eight years full-time, but I've been doing business consulting and coaching uh, full-time for like maybe five years. But those other three years was kind of in transition from bookkeeping to career development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's someone who works with, who has worked with, and, and I, I believe still works with, individuals as well as businesses, governments, I mean, entities. Do you have a preference? I do. Um, Corporate is more my thing um, just because I'm more comfortable um, there. The checks always is aligned um, and the work isn't as much uh, because Mm -hmm. I'm more consulting. They already have um, everyone on staff. All I need to do is come showcase my expertise, tell them what the problem is, and then they, they're able to fix it. Whereas us with small businesses, uh, we wear all of the hats. And so I can give you the blueprint of what you need to do and how you can grow and scale it. But it's just you. So you have to figure out when you're going to work on your business and in your business. And so it's kind of a hard um, transition for us to kind of jump on the bandwagon. So if I was to pick, um, I would work with more corporations um but i also like mm-hmm. you know those small businesses that you know they make you know six figures and they're trying to just now uh, put systems in place so that they can now grow and scale it because they've been made right so corporate would be number one but one a is those businesses that you know make money and they're trying to just expand their portfolio gotcha and i i can understand that i i like corporate money myself. (laughs) So so tell us what, what is the day in the life of Bianca Robinson's look like? Like what, what, you know, I I happen to know you are an early riser and I I can appreciate that. I'm not. Um, I'll, Catch you on the night shift. Now, I will tell anybody I, I can work, I can outwork you after about 11 p.m., but, you know, that early morning thing, that's, that's not really me. But to, just share with us what, what is a somewhat average day. I, I, I use that term loosely because I know it doesn't look the same every day, but a somewhat average day look like for you. I'm so funny. I used to be a part of that, you know, uh, night owl crew. That used that used to be me. Um, mm-hmm. And I was still waking up um, early, but I've been really intentional about, you know, waking up at four thirty-five, getting my day started at six five from six, and just kind of planning and getting everything in order. 
You, you know, I, I get a little antsy even when I hear five, but it, the four or five, that, that just seems ungodly. Oh, oh. Five. That's five is just, it's a, it's, it's a different type of just accomplishment mm. to me. So, especially now that I literally run my business from nine to five. I don't work out the five usually. Um, I usually don't work weekends unless I'm having like a really big lunch. Like, I'm working on a project, but I, I am really a true um, nine-to-five um, business. And so since I am that now, uh, kind of my schedule um, has changed. But I don't work on everything every day. Um, I have pitching days and sale days and creative days. Um, and money generating mm-hmm. activities is what I do every morning. So I believe that, you know, from that time you start your day to about 12 o'clock, you should be focusing on money generating activities, how we're going to bring money into this business because as the CEO and president, it's your job to fish and then you have to fish, you know, so that your people can have work to do and so that they can eat. And so I actually every day um, building my pipelines of fish to either pitch to a client, meet a client, um, send a proposal, um, do a presentation. So I, I actively pitch um, every mm-hmm. day into, from that maybe 9 to 11 o'clock market. Then after 12 o'clock, it can be whatever um, it needs to be to kind of fulfill the obligation of the pitching. But every day um, I, I fish from that 9 to 12 o'clock mark. Mm, okay, okay. You you shared some some really great things there. And you guys may have not realized it, that, that some of that was, was kind of a project management <laughs> tip and strategy because Bianca says she doesn't work on everything every day. She has themed days. She has certain days to do certain things. Talk a little more about that and why that works. So if I'm really working on like a proposal and I'm doing numbers and projections, I don't really have time to think about what I'm supposed to on my social media and be creative and write an email. Like I don't, your brain can't go from creative to analytical um, efficiently and effectively, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh. I have my creative days when it's just, okay, I'm thinking about copy, I'm thinking about content, you know, I'm thinking about where I'm going to place it, I'm thinking about, you know, white papers and case studies on one day, then the next day is just, you know, I'm doing proposals and clients. So you can't effectively turn it off and turn it on and turn it off and turn it on. Like, you'll literally go crazy and then you'll figure like, well, why can't I'm sitting right here. I have this new why. Why can't I do it? Because you haven't yeah. effectively switched it accordingly. And so you want to figure out, you know, what's your most – I don't work on Mondays with clients because people hate Mondays. And so since people hate Mondays, I don't like to hate Monday energy, even though that's my favorite day of the week. I don't like driving on Mondays. I don't like being in traffic on Mondays. I don't like being around people on Mondays because they hate Mondays. So I don't want that energy to fall on me. So I use that day as my creative day. Like, let me figure out, you know, what emails and what copy to send. You know, let me write some different case studies to send out to people. So I use that day that people hate the most to get my creative juices uh, flowing because I don't interact um, with people. So you just got to kind of figure out what days you operate the best and give your best on those days. Like I do um, strategy sessions and business audit analysis and stuff like that on one day, and then I send proposals that same day because I'm talking to a client. So nine times out of ten, they want to work with me more on it, so I need to send them this proposal so that I can close the deal. So just understanding, you know, kind of the flow 
whatever mm-hmm. their business. Like, if, mm-hmm. you don't want to make products and ship the product out on the same day. Like, that's too much. So have a product-making day and then, you know, a shipping day and then a creative day. But, you know, when things need to be done, you could, you you know, you could fit it in to do it, but that's not what you normally do. So I have kind of a normal flow um, of a day. And I have staff now, um, too, mm-hmm. so it makes it easier. But when I didn't have staff, I operated as if I did. Like, you would get an email from Susan at Ked and K Consulting, and she would be my administrative <laughs> assistant. But she, I, I heard she that. was Bianca. You know, Susan was Bianca. You know, now we really have a Whitney, who's my operational manager, that do it. But I used to give my position names because Susan was sending that email, even though it was Bianca. But I have always operated in that way if I had staff, even when I did yeah, you, you operated as a company, as a firm. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're a whole full-fledged consulting corporation firm. And I, people look at you differently when you operate. You know, I speak to my clients, even if it's a side hustle and you got a nine-to-five, I shouldn't know you have a nine-to-five. It should run effectively um, and efficiently. And so it's just a couple systems and strategies in place in order to get that flow. But I've always operated with a million people at this company, even when it was just me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so as we as we get ready to wrap up, we we're going to play a little word association. So so let's shift gears a, a bit. Now I'm going to throw out a term and then you throw out the first thing that comes to mind. So this this has been known to be interesting, Bianca. So I have to ask again, are you ready? Um Oh no! You keep throwing these left hooks, you know, and I'm left-handed, so I you. <laughs> you say you're left-handed. You you ready, girl? You always ready. Uh, okay. okay so, first word, project. Oh, project. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield. I'm working on that project right now. Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> now, see, I, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Chicago. Cold. It's like negative two degrees today. That's just wrong. That's so my 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 native Texan self don't don't even. Okay, I, I have to take a a brief. Uh, we, we're gonna detour just just a bit because that just reminded me of something. Okay, so Bianca, I have to have to share this this brief story, and I know the rest of you are out there too. But this is almost like you know this is just two ladies talking here. So the first time I visited Chicago was actually like in 2006, I think. It may have been 2005. It's been so long ago. But I had never been there, and I know, you know, it got cold. But for some reason, I didn't really check the weather. I just figured, you know, that it would be okay because it was early November, early, not late. Early November. And so at the time, I lived, you know, where I'm originally from, which is the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where it was like 63. And so I'm thinking, you know, I'll just take a light jacket. I'll take my little cute leather jacket because I was actually going to visit this guy I was dating at the time. So, yeah, I was like, I'll be cute and warm at the same time. And my mother was like, no, no, I think you need to take your coat. I was like, my coat, like my big coat. She's like, yes, your big coat. You go, you going to Chicago. It may really, 
And I resisted at first, but I was like, okay, all right, whatever. I, I was not happy about that. I'm like, I'm, I'm having to pack this, this big, huge coat. Right when I got there, it was 12. Mm-hmm. 12 mm-hmm. in early November. Mm-hmm. And I, you need that coat. Yeah, I did need the coat. I, I was glad that I bought the coat, but I, I kind of knew that that might not work out with him. <laughs> and and it didn't. I mean, it probably could have worked out if he was different, but uh, that didn't help though. I, I was like, we. I'm not going to be able to do it. I don't. I don't think I yeah, can do it. Yeah, you should come in the summer. We have the, we have the best summer. I have come in the summer. I came one year for a taste of what is it? Taste of Chicago. Chicago. Uh huh. Yeah, that was nice. I will, I will say that was nice. But yeah, I won't go there. And my husband has never been to Chicago, and he he really wants to come. And he keeps saying, "I want to go in the winter. Like I want to experience oh. the cold." And I'm like, "No, you don't. Oh. No, you just it's you just a think that." experience when you are not expecting it, especially you know some days it's negative two, some days it's it was 30 yesterday. Today it's negative two, you know. Mm. So we, we're prepared for this weather. Like, you know, I got, right. I got on the first post right. with her in my boots. You know, we're prepared. We spend good money on coats and boots down here. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Let, let, me, let me get back. I, I digress. Okay. So next word, children. I love them. Camden and Katie. <laughs> okay. Reality TV. So I like uh, Married to Medicine. When I think about reality TV, I'm a Married to Medicine type of girl. I like that show. Uh, okay, I, I'm, a, I'm a Married to Medicine fan. Okay. okay. Um, money. Oh, money grow, money grown trees. It's an abundance of it. It get printed every day. We just gotta figure out the plan and go get it. Ah, mm, okay, all right. Well, I think I'm gonna end right there. That that was. <laughs> That, that worked. That worked for me. Yeah, that um, so, Bianca, share with everyone how to connect with you, how to find out more about you, work with you, and also share anything that you are, are excited about right now or anything you have coming up. I'm really excited um, about this 2020, and I have more um, products. So I'm excited about these. We run a challenge every single month, and the challenge is usually $100. Um, so it's very inexpensive on how to start your business, grow your business, scale your business. So we have a challenge every single month. So I'm excited for these new challenges. Um, I have a new program to help you start your side hustle in 21 days um, or less. And so I'm really all about, you know, having something of your own. I believe that full-time entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, but part-time is. And so I want you to have, you know, something of your own, even if it's just a fun fun of um, something that, you know, you have that extra money. So I'm having that new program um, start. And I do have a podcast. It's the According to Bianca's podcast. Uh, we're kind of changing the focus. Before it was like a Hey Bro, Hey podcast that was not business, but I'm kind of switching gears to I need it to be corporate because I am corporate in business 90% of the time. I'm only Hey Bro, Hey 10% um, <laughs> of the time. And so um, I'm kind of switching the focus um, of the podcast, so you can listen to that. But you can definitely follow me on Instagram where you get that Hey Girl Hey and that business at um, the Bianca Experience um, on Instagram. Okay, all right, I like it, and that that is another reminder that 
you know, your venture, whatever that is, whether it's a brand, a business, a podcast, it doesn't have to end up where it starts. It, it can change. You, you can change things. You, you can tweak things. That, that is okay. So I am so glad that you came on. I, I knew it was going to be awesome. And, guys, I know you got mad value from this. So if you have not already subscribed, I, I don't know what, what's going on. You, you need to subscribe. And write us a review. Reviews matter. If you find value, yes. it, it, it's amazing. Write a review. Also, check out Bianca's podcast as well, and I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. But as I often say, don't keep this all to yourself, okay? Tell someone. Tell your Bianca, you, you will appreciate this, you know, because I, I know you you like music too, right? You you a hip hop fan. Yes. Yes, okay. So this 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 is my, my flow. This is a taste of my flow, okay? So so okay, come on. So you guys tell someone, tell a friend, tell a homie, tell your significant other Tell your significant mother, tell a mentee, tell a mentor, tell someone who wants to be free. Actually, I said that backwards. I like that. I like that. Tell a mentor, tell a mentee, tell someone who wants to be free. Bam. There there you go. Tell someone. Tell someone about Project Get Out Your Way podcast. Until next time, this has been Rachel Wilson Thibodeau along with Bianca Robinson. Take care and take some action. <laughs>